Here we go. Oh God. They got, well, they got a couple. Looks like uh, uh, bags. Waveforms popping. Quarterback number nineteen. All right, welcome to the 73rd episode of Six Thieves and a P here on AquabearLegion.com. I'm your host, Brian Costco, joined by Brian Weeby. What's up with the youth? And Ian Wolf. Very legal and very cool. We haven't been with you since preseason, I don't think, right? Have there been episodes since then? I don't know. I don't. I definitely have not been on since preseason. I think we might have done one. Who knows, really? But the point is, we're here now. You know, everybody's busy. Everybody's, you know, Alexa's in our houses, and you know, the Honda days are here. Why are you making this making this political? Happy Honda. Happy Honda Days to everybody. The happy Honda is Days to you. A, is there a Brown's Christmas song? Is it like the 15 days or whatever Brown's Christmas? 12 is, Days of Brown's yeah, 12 Christmas? Days of Brown's Christmas. We could play that. We'll play that at the break. Okay. It is the holiday season here on 6Bs and a P. And often what people don't realize is uh, we're a holiday podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Holidays only. Yeah. Um, so here we we're fresh off a Browns win today over the Panthers, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the the team to update everybody is five seven and one. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah, so that's a lot of wins compared to recently. Yeah, it's like quadruple the past three years or something. Yeah, was that you sneezing? <laughs> no, I think that's Haley sneezing in the other room. I failed to shut the door, and now it's just going to be a mess. Haley Hansen, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, is that true? We did one time. That's true, we did. Great episode. But, um, yeah, I mean, so they're 5, 7, and 1. I can't remember. I wish I would have looked. You think I would have looked to see when the last episode we did was, but... Baker was Baker the quarterback then? Probably. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Ian does not know. I'm looking right now, but the Browns are five seven and one. Hugh Jackson no longer the coach. He and Todd Haley, of course, fired a couple weeks back, deservedly so. One might say, right? I That's think one general... would definitely say. Yeah, the general yeah. consensus. I mean, I think the immediate aftermath proved that it was the right move. So it appears our last episode, number 72, is on September 18th. So it was recorded right before the Browns lost to the Saints in week mm. two. The Browns were 0-0-1. So that was still definitely Tyrod Taylor territory. Uh, mm. Tyrod territory, please. <laughs> Tyrod-atory. Tyrod-atory. <laughs> Triple T, yeah. Tyrod Taylor territory. <laughs> That guy sucks, huh? 
to catch a Tyranitory. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody got fired, including Tarad, uh who um Is he or is he still on the team? He's, still, he's on the team. team. Yeah, yeah he, he took that like, uh like I wish they'd cut away to him more. Like I'm curious. No one cares though anymore, do they? No, I just, you know, wouldn't mind seeing the reaction. Is he like cool with it or is he like pissed? By all accounts, uh, he's not super happy about it, but he's a professional and he's getting paid millions of dollars to sit on the bench. So he's doing great. Yeah. And they'll cut it next year. He won't play for him. No. And backup quarterback is probably the best, one of the best jobs in the world. What is a good gig? That's what most Browns quarterbacks end up becoming. (laughs) But. Is being a backup quarterback for the Browns one of the best jobs in the world? You're definitely going to play and get hurt. Oh, no. It's, it is. You're out there, I think, a Friday night in Illyria just pulling all that puss because you got that brown stank on you. <laughs> but several backups are, or several former Browns quarterbacks are starters on other teams right now. Yeah, that's wild. Cody Kessler is playing for the Jaguars. Yeah, Cody fucking uh, yeah, Kessler. Colt McCoy until he broke his leg. Leg, leg broken half. Before yeah. we get too far, I do want to um, thank you for joining us here on AquabearLegion.com. If you like what we do, there's other podcasts here, including uh, the Western Reserve and Athena Headache. If for some reason you own a business that you think would like to be associated with six Bs and a P at an extremely reasonable rate, we can have underwriting spots. Uh, help us pay our bills. All right, go back. To uh, Cody Kessler, Cody Kessler, Colt McCoy, Derek Anderson played a game for the Bills. Yeah, remember that? That it's, was uh, pretty amazing. Josh McCown. That's right. Is Brandon Whedon still in the league? Yeah, he totally is the backup quarterback for the Texans. And uh, McCown, right? He's still been throwing the <laughs> throwing the bags, tossing the bag around, <laughs> tossing the old corn cob. What about Brock Osweiler out there? Yeah, he played a few games for the Dolphins. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah the Browns. He actually never played for the Browns, though, aside from preseason. No, I right? think he like, played he in like... the regular season. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. They might have cut, cut him right. Well, I mean, I think it's clearly safe to say that if you want to be an NFL quarterback, you should make at least one pit stop in Cleveland as a backup. Right. Or in Elyria, as you mentioned earlier, at least. <laughs> And that's how they got the one pick too, right? Like they were like, "We'll yeah. we'll take your three dump, and if you give us a Nick second Chubb, rounder right? or something." Yeah, it was the pick that turned into Nick Chubb. So what's up? You know what I mean? Money ball so, works, man. Sashi Brown, Sashi. love to have you on R. the R. show. <laughs> and and that's the thing, you know, we gotta, I guess, to kind of update everybody. I like the idea real fast at the beginning of this show is like. There's someone who only gets their information about the Cleveland Browns from like our twice a year badly timed podcast. Yeah, like, and and to that person, the the apocalypse is nigh. Uh, inside owns the Browns. He also owns the crew now, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's going to soon. But Nick Chubb, that was what I else I wanted to. But Nick Chubb is now the starting running back. Carlos Hyde. Traded to the Jaguars with Cody Kessler. Uh, and now he hasn't really done much there, but Nick Chubb is a, awesome. Chubb yeah, up. He's great. Chubb up. And I mean, 
Speaking of quarterbacks, Ian, you're friends with a former Browns quarterback, like Buzz. I was. Uh, <laughs> not anymore. Uh, I, I, no, I sent a friend request to Brogan Roback at the during the preseason episode, and he accepted <laughs> it like the next day, or maybe even that night. Uh, and then recently, like, I saw he was still on my friends list and removed him <laughs> because. Oh, who the fuck is broken Roback? <laughs> yeah, pretty amazing. I like that you deleted him. Yeah, no, he was hanging on to me for dear life. I'm like, nah, a broby. He, he, grew, he grew apart. So we mentioned the firings of Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. Do both of you guys think those were a good move? <laughs> yes. Weebs. Uh, sorry. Well, yeah, clearly. I mean, it is. I was rooting for both of those guys, but uh, I mean, the they've started winning as soon as they fired them, pretty much. So yeah, I I thought it was a mistake to keep Hugh Jackson after last year. Like he's he yeah. been out on his ear, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and. By all accounts, Todd Haley thought he was going to be next in line for the head coach job once Jackson was gone. That yeah, I mean, if that's what he thought, it's sort of a ridiculous position for him to be in, right? Like, I've got to, you know, overtake my my leader by doing a bad job, yeah, and then I want to take tanking, basically. Yeah, it's a. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely a Brownsian. You know, but nobody uh, apparently told the the GM because he brought down the axe on that show. Yeah, and I like the move. You know, I mean, I think I don't know Greg Williams right now. I mean, I think you give him a shot or whatever, but he's definitely got this team fired up, and he is a lunatic. You know, he's he's unhinged. Yeah, he's great. I I think even. An even bigger impact has been Freddie Kitchens Freddie taking Kitchen. over his offensive coordinator. The offense has been so much more fun to watch since he took over play calling. Yeah. And it makes a lot more sense given the players that they have. Well, you know, he's yeah, probably I- uh, chewing some tobacco and watching the, Where- the games earlier in the season. He's like, I could do this better. Freddie Kitchens don't fuck around. He's rubbing. He kind of reminds me of that dude from uh, Trailer Park Boys, the one cop, like the uh, Leahy. Maybe he wasn't a cop. Yeah, Randy. Randy <laughs> with the big Randy. belly. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens has a huge belly though, and Greg Williams is looking a little portly. We did mention, and I think. Somebody at the Cleveland Browns organization should try to dress their head coaches in something other than ponchos. It's definitely fat guy clothes. It's like the Andy Reid school of coach wear. Just wrap me in windbreaker material. Throw a chief's arrow on it. (laughs) Did you see... Okay, this is a non-Browns football thing, which we don't talk about very often, but I watched... Kind of randomly, because I haven't watched a ton of football this year. But I watched the Chiefs play the Rams. I think it was Monday night, and it was like each team scored like 60 points or whatever. They showed Uh this video of Andy Reid 
doing a punt pass kick when he was like 13. And he is already like 6'2". He's like two feet taller than all the other kids in this punt pass kick thing. It's hilarious. He's already he's already bald and 320 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Andy Reid, we'd love to have you on the show or to coach the Browns, like if you get tired of winning easy. Well, and that's the crazy thing, too, is like the man who built that team, or There's at least helped, found. An old player. was uh, the current GM of the Browns. John Dorsey. Yep. Love that. Yeah, old fucking... Uh, he's got... He's in a grab picture with Mahomes. And the thing is, is his look with the collared shirt with like the ripped neck sweatshirt over top of it is an incredible one. He's a beast. He's like, he's like the Hulk. He's like, he's like, he's like half out of like one outfit and into another one. He's constantly <laughs> chewing gum to remain calm. Oh, uh, that was one of my favorite thing in Hard Knocks when Baker Mayfield had the video where he had all the gum in his mouth. Um. Well, let's. Do you want to talk about the game today a little bit? I mean, they beat the Panthers. Um, was it twenty six to twenty? Yeah, Pretty... I mean, it was great. It felt like a kind of a real demeanor change in terms of, like, they fell behind, but I was never, like, totally, like, ugh, Brown doing Brown shit again. I was like, no, right. they got this. They can hang in there. Yeah, they seemed like they were in it the whole time, at least. And Baker just had some passes, man, that were, like, unbelievable. That yeah. touchdown pass to Jarvis Landry was magical. Yeah, that was ridiculous. It has a good plan. But there was yeah. another one he had, too, that was pretty nuts. You're just, like, right in between two, three guys, you know? On that opening bomb to yeah. Perryman, too. Yeah, let's talk about his... Uh, yeah, he almost overthrew him, like, 70 yeah. yards down the field. <laughs> so let's talk about Perryman really fast, because Brian, he sent that picture to us with his hair. Yeah, I think it used to. he's got the Predator hairdo. <laughs> he does look like... Right. At one point, like a picture of him floated around, like whatever sports websites or something, and people are just like ripping his ass on Twitter for looking ridiculous. But then he cut it off, and now he's catching balls. So there you go. I mean, that... he's been he's been a really pleasant surprise since they got him. Yeah. Right? Like, well, the knock on him was his hands, and I've seen none of that with since he's been with yeah, the Yeah, he seems to really... I mean, it's an interesting thing. All of a sudden, you know, their receiving core all of a sudden seems a little deeper. Um, You know, I mean, Lance... Yeah, except for fucking Higgins dropping yeah, that touchdown. I worry today. a little bit about Higgins. Callaway didn't play very much today, I know, because I was playing against him in fantasy football and he got like a half a point. Um, I mean, let's yeah. be real. They'd be a lot better if Josh Gordon was still there. And I understand why he's gone, but damn it. Right. Yeah, right. But if, I mean, Perryman was a first round pick and he's fast as shit. So if he can get past the drops, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like they, they took a different kind of Josh Gordon esque flyer on a, you know, it was like on, on a similarly hyped guy because he, he was kind of first round bust prior to, you know, not to say he's turned it around, but he's, you know, done well thus far. And he had the predator hair. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's still worth bringing him up, back you know. Next year, pretty much the predator. Uh, 
And, you know, what's the other, uh, what was my other reference there? The Sklamps, those Draxels or whatever. <laughs> the Terries or whatever that is. What is it? Oh, it's this, like a hilarious sketch on Key and Peel where they're yeah, the Terries. Yeah. And they're just in a modern day setting, but they sort of seem like they're characters from Battle, Battlefield Earth, you know? It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, Baker, I mean, so... Baker played a great game today. He was like nine for nine at one point, I think, at the beginning. Does there are either of you are both of you on board with Baker Mayfield? We haven't talked in a while. Oh, I, me too. One hundred percent. Like I, I was on board with the draft pick. I know a lot of people were real salty about it, but I, I thought it was a fine. He was fine as a number one, right? And like, he's better than I thought he would be. By a lot. I agree that I'm 100% on board. Uh, he's better than I thought I would be. And I was also a, someone kind of, you know, like, is this Manziel all over again kind of thing when it happened. But seems like, I mean, clearly at this point, the right move based upon. Although, you know, I will say, I also thought Lamar Jackson looked like he was going to be good. Well, they won today, didn't they? They beat the Chiefs. No, they lost in overtime to the Chiefs. Oh. Hey, that's good for us. Yeah. You know who threw the last pass in that game? I think it was his first snap of the game. RG3. Something must have happened to Lamar Jackson. Another Browns quarterback. Yep. Anything else you guys want to talk about in relation to today's game? Defense looked good, right? A couple huge stops. Yeah, that that bend-don't-break philosophy of Greg Williams is sometimes really hard to watch. But Yeah, they get close. It's working. It's working. Yeah, Garrett had a few real nice plays. Uh, who's that, Randall? Yeah, Demarius Randall. Oh. It was Ward out. Yeah, this he game? was out with a concussion. So if he's back next week, then having both of your starting cornerbacks in a game for the first time since like what week four? Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a great game. I just thought overall. And you know, great game a few weeks back. We were we were going to do this podcast after the Bengals win uh, a couple weeks ago, and there was a great line that said in the outline that said the Browns beat the Bengals. Beat the Bengals, you uh, spaghetti eating trash juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a great. I don't remember who said it. That I saw a tweet. I think in one of our things from someone that uh, uh, had said some of the effect of it. It must be really hard to be putting, you know, cheese on your breakfast spaghetti and look up to see that you've lost to the Browns. <laughs> I, yeah, I was what it was. But. Like when they cut to the crowd at uh, Bengals and Browns, you know, and I've been to both games, Browns fans tend to have that really weathered old gear, yeah. you know, like they blend into their surroundings. <laughs> Meanwhile, every year in Cincinnati, everybody's got to buy the neon bullshit. So, when the Ohio Civil War falls upon us, I'm with the Browns. No Browns. Goddamn right. Neon bullshit. The um, But then they lost to the Texans last week, of course. I just think a better team than ours. Yeah, but it was you still, know, I mean. A game for a little bit. Yeah, there, there's some stuff like the whole Antonio Callaway saga in the third quarter, oh, or whatever it was. Oh yeah, they get the oxygen. He like ran the yeah. field like 
a bajillion times. If if he had scored on that play instead of uh, fumbling, that's an entirely different game. Yeah, completely different. I mean, they still might have lost. They still probably would have lost, but I mean, it's just uh, it. It's weird, like even when you're down like twenty points in the second half, thinking that realistically, there's a chance they could win this game. Yeah, I would say the same. Like, it was not a great performance, but it was still better to watch than previous years of Browns losing. Yeah, it was a it was an interesting game. I mean, you watched because you were waiting for something to you. Baker can do that. Yeah, look at the defense. So, yeah. I saw a uh, shirt today online that was like, it was called the three, I think it said the three B's or something, and it was uh, Brian, Bernie, and Baker. <laughs> Wait. So, you know, get a couple more B's in there, and we get a spot. Brian Sype? Yeah, he was an yep. MVP one year. Brian Sype was an MVP? Like in 1980, dude. The year they should have went to the Super Bowl. Is that Cardiac Kids year? MVP of the AFC. Do you think, (laughs) realistically, do you think that, I think, personally, that this is 100% a playoff team next year? Oh, definitely. This podcast has no problem with that claim. We did that, like, when they were way worse than this. But, you know, it could be a sophomore slump. It could be, you know, the album after Dookie. (laughs) (laughs) Dookie, too. Could be post Dukey, post Duke. I, I, hey, I just uh, think I don't know. It's just so weird seeing a Browns team. I have confidence in. I have some Brian Sipe stats here. If I could get some uh, a little background music there, Ian. In 1980, Brian Sipe won the MVP of the entire football game. He threw for 4,132 yards and 30 touchdowns. Hope. In what year? He Damn. threw for 30 touchdowns, helping lead the Browns to their first postseason burst since 1972. He went to the Pro Bowl as well. Um, I think with inflation, that's like 7,000 modern passing is. yards. Oh, yeah. Red right 88. Oof. Yeah, against the Raiders. Yeah. Right. Got there you go. He also, it looks like he went to the USFL later on, um, played a little bit uh, for the New Jersey Generals, which I believe was the team Donald Trump owned. And then uh, went on to become the end his career with the Jacksonville Bulls, which I just learned was a team right now. So minor yeah, league baseball. Something like that. Something like that. Um, who's the next Browns coach? Before we go to break, do you guys have any... Um, Opinions on that? I think it'll be one of Bruce Arians or Mike McCarthy. Big, big. The names I was thinking of, or Greg Williams. If he wins out, he's kind of got you know. Yeah, but his like his clock management last game, he's getting real weird with the timeouts. I don't think he knows what's going on. He's really. No, I don't think really. I don't think head coach is his thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I. I think it's unlikely, but maybe that's what the Browns need is this sort of weird off kilter dude. I who truly knows what football's about. Let's be honest. I mean, you know. He's just 
He's just tearing down the fourth wall. And a lot of people are all about uh, what's the guy's name at Iowa State? Matt Campbell, I think. No, that's the name I've seen. I guess John Dorsey really likes him. Like more more than friends. Well, I think everybody's hoping they get on the Rams coach yeah, Sean McVay part two. But that seems like has anybody know, thought about Bergen Roback for the coach? Devin Kajus. <laughs> Man, I'm so I'm so glad that guy nope. is not on the team. I wonder what he's up to these days. Fucking them rocks, probably. Do, you think he's you think he's making love to them rocks? Yeah. I bet he's watched Aquaman a couple times yeah, already. And what and pretended he was Aquaman. Yeah, he's just out there cranking it on some skist. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it, it's yeah. hilarious. So. I am um, posting right now on the internet. Have you guys heard about this? The internet? <laughs> the, no, okay. I'm not familiar. Uh, yeah, I'm going to post on here and see if anyone's got anything to say about the Browns. We'll read it in the uh, second half. And... Uh, We'll uh, talk about it on here. Let's, 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 let's take, take a, a break. break. Let's take a break. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Yeah, this is the 12 Days of Cleveland Browns Christmas uh, here on 6Bs and a P on AquabearLegion.com. Go Browns. On the first day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the second day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me Don Cockroft kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the third day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me Brian Cypress and Don Cockroft kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the fourth day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me Al Zeta attacking Brian Cypress and Don Karkoff kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the fifth day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me both the Pruitt's moves. Al Zeta attacking Brian Cypress and Don Karkoff kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the sixth day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me Newsome a catching both the Bruins moves. Al Zeta attacking Brian Cypher passing Don Cockcroft kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the seventh day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me Darden intercepting Newsome a catching both the Bruins moves. Attacking Brian Cypher, passing Don Cockcroft, kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the eighth day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me the Cardiac Kids a win and Darden intercepting Newsome a catching both the Bruins moves. Al Zeta attacking Brian Cypher, passing Don Cockcroft, kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl on the ninth day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me Dealey 
on a hike and cardiac kids are winning Darden intercepting noose Some are catching both the Bruins moves Al's to attacking Brian Cypher passing Don Carcroft kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team On the 10th day of Christmas Art Modell gave to me Deacon blocking Deleona hiking Kodiak kids are winning Darden intercepting Newsome are catching Both the Bruins moves Al's to attacking Brian Cypher passing Don Cockroft kicking On a Ridigliano Super Bowl team On the 11th day of Christmas Art Modell gave to me Dave Logan leaping Doug Deacon blocking Deleona hiking Kodiak kids are winning Darden Intercepting news, some are catching both the Bruins moves. Al's to attacking Brian Cypher, passing Don Cockcroft, kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. On the 12th day of Christmas, Art Modell gave to me the Browns in the playoffs. Dave Logan leaping, Doug Deacon blocking, Deleona hiking. Cardiac kids are winning, Darden intercepting, new summer catching, all the Bruins moves. Al's to attacking, Brian Cypher passing, Don Comfort kicking on a Ridigliano Super Bowl team. Okay, welcome back. To the 13th day of Cleveland Browns Christmas. Six B's and a P. I'm your host, Brian Costco, joined by Ian Wolf and Brian Weeby. We're here, as always, talking about the Browns and sometimes not about the Browns and about how much we all have man crushes on Baker Mayfield. That's what it's ultimately about. Uh, and, uh, Catching, spent the first half of the episode catching up a lot on where we're at this season. And I wanted to kind of just get a little overview. What did you guys think? I wanted to get bright spots in both disappointments so far. Uh, let's start with you, Weeby. What, what's your biggest bright spot so far this season? Fully erect for Chubb. I, I would say... Chubb. Ian, bright spot. The obvious choice, but I Hot think seat. the brightest one. Denzel Ward I mean come on we've had year after year of draft bust and we've got three kick-ass players in the the you know of their first four picks yeah what's up with Corbett yeah yeah he kind of sucks but I mean you know there's still some he can retire to the steak sauce industry Aston Corbett. BBQ. Put that on your steak. 59 spices. <laughs> 14 herbs, 59 spices, 17 minerals. Rubbed by a 350-pound man. Put it in my butt cheeks and then right back out again. Just for you. Uh, related um, to the draft, what about disappointments? Austin Corbett yep. and Chad Thomas, probably. Like, that's the second and third round. Those are third round pick. I don't even know. Who, I don't know who Chad Thomas is. The field. They think he's been active thing? most of the year. Hmm. Weeps. 
Well, just kind of floundering with Hugh and uh, who else? Um, I, I really hope Josh Gordon would play for the Browns this season. You know, like we've wanted that for how many years? And it just never happened again, you know? So, yeah, the, that would be the... Uh, I mean, I'm going to second the Josh Gordon thing. I think trading him was a huge mistake. He had a pretty big game again today. Oh, they'd be so heat oh. They yeah. Their offense would be so crazy if he was on this team. Ugh. At least the Patriots lost not. today. Did you see that? The play at the end of that game? Double lateral. Yeah, last play the game. It was unbelievable. Three laterals. Yeah. I got a and then a badass run on the after the, the last right one. Or maybe two laterals, yeah. So while you're doing that, I'm actually gonna bring up um I posted on Facebook that we were if anyone wanted to talk about the Browns, we'd bring it up. And Dan Majeski commented here, a friend of the show. Dan said the only thing that can stop the Browns from winning three in a what three in a row to clinch the division is that the Bengals are going to lose to the Steelers in the last game of the season. And even though they will have tied records, the Steelers will be ahead in the one on one record tiebreaker. Fucking lame, which I could see that, I guess. I didn't like I like that the Ravens lost today. That helps, right? Yeah. Browns, because I had upcoming schedules the next thing I, I mean, want to talk like about. The Steelers are just going to clinch it, though, right? Who are they playing the rest yeah, of the season? I'm going to put that stuff up. I did see uh, Roethlisberger, though, out with an injury today. Josh Dobbs in at quarterback. Yeah, so was that a... can't be good, right? Wow. Well, they do have the, uh, yeah, I mean, their upcoming schedule is Patriots, Saints, Bengals. Yeah, it's no good. But it's also possible the Saints are already in good position by then and uh, don't play their good people right. as well, you know. But I mean, you got it. The Browns, I mean, technically still alive. Boy. It's crazy. Steelers have lost. Steelers have lost the mm-hmm. last three. That was that was some real piss poor defense by uh-huh. New England on that. Damn. Yeah, and they had Gronkowski in on defense, so that last one was. Just he took a bad angle, almost as yeah, if he was not a defensive year. player. <laughs> I mean, do you yep. think what Dan said was at all a feasible thing? Yeah, I think I could see that being. I mean, that's happened before. The Browns, uh, when they had the winning record, yeah, right? And they, like the same thing happened. Yeah. And it's because they had it was the same sort of deal with the Steelers. It was like the steel like I think they beat the Steelers the last game of the season, but it didn't matter or yeah. something like that. Right? Well, I mean, it'd still be something to get there. I'll tell you what, even if they didn't make the playoffs doing that, winning out, they'd finish the season win, eight seven and one. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Oh yeah. Mm. It's amazing. Uh, we'll see if any more Facebook stuff comes in, but I thought that was relevant to the upcoming schedule part of the conversation. And kind of keeping those things in mind, what do you what do you see as the biggest needs for this team in the off season at this point? Hmm. A coach, maybe uh, offensive line, perhaps. Um, seems like you know 
left tackle. Yeah. <laughs> Big shoes to fill, and they really haven't been yet. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just some other kind of like difference maker kind of person on offense. I just feel like they're like they've got a good core, but there's like one uh, more receiver would be good, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure that like. I mean, Jarvis, I mean, had an amazing game today, but there's just certain things he's like not like yeah. a big, giant, super fast guy, oh, which I you kind of want to receiver these days. Potentially could be one of those. Mm-hmm. Right. Just... I can't believe we did that whole seg- segment where we were talking about they could win the division and I didn't hit the <laughs> playoffs thing. You can retcon it in there. <laughs> yeah. But it's. I think they need uh, some help on defense. I don't know where, maybe like in the interior line. I like Ogan Joby, but outside of the first couple of games, he hasn't really done much. Yeah, I mean, there's some pieces there. I mean, Schobert's like, when he's healthy, didn't he leave league in tackle? Yeah, Schobert's good, but I think Collins is probably gone after this year. Kirksey, eh. Yeah, I thought Collins was well been, today, though. Up and down. It's a lot of money, too. This is a team that actually might start spending some yeah. of it now. I don't know anything about NFL free agency coming up. I just pretended like I knew what I was It sounded saying. smart. It sounded really smart. That was like super, was it was super like uh, sports. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've never pretended to be experts. I you had me going for a second there. <laughs> um. Any other offseason needs? Uh, good head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like coach is probably the most pivotal pivotal thing this offseason. Yeah. But I also, I mean, I feel like uh, Dorsey's, like, he's done well by us mm-hmm. thus far, you know? I agree. We'll see. Let's go on to some non-Brown stuff. Um I don't watch a lot of TV, and I don't have the the TV for the most part, other than PBS. But I see commercials a lot only when I watch the Browns. And you guys, I imagine, have also seen the ads for God Friended Me. I've seen a couple, sure. Yeah. What the hell is that? I don't know. That is... Uh... What happens when uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. gets blackmailed for banging a pool boy? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> banging the pool boy. And the making God friended me. Yeah, what's some that's some weird shit, man. I just apparently uh yeah. It this seems like it's really bad. That's a really bad TV shit. It's no meant It also seems like something that's like a new form of like <clears throat> um, coding or you know like uh, I don't know just the whole like like the synopsis being like an atheist is friended by God on the internet and then starts you know doing you know angels in the outfield mm-hmm. bullshit anyhow but it's also just that he's like a young black guy you know to me that seems like very coded uh bullshit that you know will be dissected in film classes 10 years from now if we're all still you know have the time to do that right or you know burning alive good point (laughs) um yeah god friended me 
It's no mentalist. Uh, what is? It looks. <laughs> what is these days? We had in here uh, also to talk about the Haslam's and the crew. Ian, do you want to talk about that? Since you're like, I guess, our soccer. Yeah. Guy. Uh, so. Are you? Is that what you are? Hold on. Should we get some music for you? Sure. Yeah. Soccer, 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 soccer man. Hey, Ian Wolf, soccer man here. Guy. Uh, <laughs> soccer man. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just kind of wild that. You know, there's been this whole save the crew movement here in Columbus, and it never really looked good. And then at the last minute comes the Browns racist ass owner, Jimmy Haslam, to buy the team. And like is with some local investor putting like six hundred fifty million into building a new stadium in the arena district. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just fucking wild. I'm talking downtown. Hell yeah, buddy. Probably smoking double J's. Mm, smoking double J's. Got a left-handed cigarette in his right hand. Lucy's know? on the right. We're going to change the name to the Columbus Jazz. <laughs> the Columbus Doobies. Instead <laughs> of soccer balls, it's going to be weed. So that's all. That's I mean, all I just That's it. That. I mean, so I got. Is, I, I don't watch MLS ever. Do they like plaster their jerseys and advertisements as uh, well they, yeah i mean soccer would be flying j yeah yeah <laughs> i'd buy a flying j soccer jersey that's that's a good I mean, move. Flying right. j, one of their primary colors is yellow isn't it i think so there's some synergy here synergy political synergy um you know i don't ugh. <laughs> I got worried the whole time that the Browns, like, they were going to be like, all right, I can save the crew, but I'm selling the Browns. <laughs> well, I mean, he hasn't been no, good for the team. All. He's yeah, a ding dong. Yeah. Hey, owners just need to sign the checks and get the fuck out of the way. Carlos Baerga should be the owner of the Browns. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, I'd get a you tattoo guys of that. Of the week and get out of here. Do we have those? Uh, yeah, I think. Ian, I don't have shit. Do you got it? I got a Bernie tweet of the week. Do we? Can we get a regular tweet of the week, quick? I, I. Uh, We're gonna Twitter yeah, it. Twitter man. Twitterums. Getting the Twitterums. All right, let's do that. I'm just going to the tweet of the week. It will be. I'm going to open Twitter. And whatever the first tweet on my feed All right. is will be the tweet. Let's get some theme music. It's the tweet oh, of the week. week. All right. The tweet of the week is from the New York Times. That's very highbrow for us. I was not prepared for the way a simple question about some mysterious packages would spiral into a dizzying network of Amazon storefronts, web domains, and badly written about us pages. That's a quote. The article is called A Business with No End. So uh, there's your tweet of the week. Right. And what do we have uh, from our friend Bernie? Uh, From our friend Bernie, we have a tweet that includes a video of what appears to be a poker band decked out in Christmas garb. Very, very uh, the tweet seasonal. accompanying this is, how about my friends Stacy and John Kosick enjoying some Capital Christ Miss Poker Music prayer hands emoji? Capital Christ. 
Whoa. So you know Bernie's the type of guy to get mad about people saying happy holidays. Happy Honda days. Happy Honda days. Oh. Keeping oh, that Bernie's price on Christmas. Days. All right. I think that's it for us, right? The Browns are so. watchable. Um, which is the big takeaway here. Do we have anybody else who might have had some other people comment? It looks like Beth Costco. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, she bought a new Browns Believe One sweatshirt Friday from Homage during their 33% off sale, and they won again. Coincidence, I think not. Dan Majeski telling her to keep shopping. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... The big takeaways, I think the Browns are entertaining to watch. They have not been eliminated from the playoffs. We threw that and, I mean, we I think that's pretty incredible at this point. That. We gave them the friggin' Right? In my opinion, that sucked. The yeah. playoffs. What's that? What's that? Uh, playoffs? We'll talk about playoffs. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. It's true. Let's hear He's like a you know an early talky film star or something. I like the dramatic piano. We're back here on Zencaster. Got the DP. That's dramatic piano. <laughs> Um, I think that's it for us. If you want to contact the show, you can reach out to me, Brian at AquabearLegion.com. Find us on Facebook. Uh, we'll be back, I imagine, one more time towards the end of the year, especially if this team goes to the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? Disgraceful performance. Or maybe this sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think we'll be back one more time. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Definitely after the end of the year. Uh, playoffs? Do you think we can all convene playoffs? around Christmas? Holiday ap- a little holiday episode? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Holiday. You know what makes for a really good podcast is uh, when they schedule the next episode during the previous episode. Always <laughs> makes a good one. What will, what will Shout out to other guests. We'll be back. We'll see you next time. Go Browns, right? Go Browns. Baker, Baker. Woo! Birdie, birdie!